Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? Uh, before we start, huge shout out to Brad at Outlaws underscore sports underscore cards. was on the show Thursday. Uh, it was a great episode, great conversation. If you missed any of it, definitely go back. Uh, and, and watch it. Uh, I also posted a video, uh, my SGC order reveal. Uh, I dropped that last week as well. Um, so if you're if you just if you're just listening to the podcast version, there is a there is a video out there on YouTube uh, with the uh, with my SGC reveal. Uh, and a number of those cards were my goal cards uh, I put into place. These were goals I put into place last December, uh, 2022, uh, and it was it was nice to have you know it was full circle having them you know in hand from grading a year after setting out to find those cards. So that uh, you know it was a victory for me. It was a victory, and and I was pretty excited about that. Uh, first week of the new year, I spent uh, in North Carolina with, uh, I was visiting with my daughter uh, and family, visiting my granddaughters down there. Uh, it was it was not that big of a weather change. I thought going down there would have been a little bit warmer, but I mean, I guess it was a little warmer than here, but it was nice. It was, it was a, definitely a nice week after the holidays. Uh, I came home just in time for uh, a snowstorm. Uh, here in Connecticut this weekend. Um, I went to a local show on Saturday before the snow started. There was another show, a new show starting uh, up in Massachusetts. I was going to hit that on Sunday, and I was a little up in the air on the Saturday show because uh, I had a number of things I had to take care of. But with the storm coming, I decided, you know what, I'm going to get a show in. So I went, drove up to the uh, Enfield, Connecticut show on Saturday. Uh, that's my guy Alex's show uh, at Ideal Cards. It's a 70-table show. It's two levels. Uh, and I tell you how many tables because when, when people hear local show, they generally think small. I know I think small. When someone says, oh, we got this local show here, you know, I'm always thinking, you know, 30, 40 tables, you know, because you really never know how many tables. Uh, 70 table show. It's pretty big. It's a good size show. That's why I, that's why I bring that up. Uh, and at this this particular show, it's just a one long parking lot, right? So I pulled into the parking lot and I usually pull in. I can usually I go a little bit later. So there's usually people had already been there and left and some spots available. And there there was no parking available. I parked quite a distance away. Probably the busiest I've ever seen this show. Um, and I go to this show pretty consistently every month. It's a once a month show. Uh, and I go pretty consistently. The only time I miss is if I have a show somewhere else that I'm off to. 
And I know most, uh, I know most of the dealers at this show. Um, and I know a lot of the local dealers that set up at this show, but if there's a big show going on, Dallas, Burbank, Philly, shows like that, um, they're off at those shows. So some of them I haven't seen in a while and some else I'll see one here and one there. Um, and these are dealers that generally have bigger inventory, right? Cause they're doing a lot of traveling and, and, and a lot like what most dealers do, we go to these, these local shows and we try to pick up inventory to, to, uh, to, to, to go to these larger shows and sell. Um, so being so close to the new year, uh, I would, I, I guess there were no big shows, apparently no big shows this weekend because all the boys were set up at the show. Um, uh, and, and if you've gone, if you went to the show and you, and you kind of understand what I'm saying, or if you have a local show where you are, where, where, you know, guys who travel a lot and go to the bigger shows, but they'll set up when they're around. Um, and this particular weekend, they were all there. They, so they, I walked in and I was like old home week. I'm like, Oh, I said, I, I was almost felt like I should have been setting up too. Right. It was, uh, it was, uh, they were all there set up and it was fun catching up. It's fun catching up, you know, but a little disappointed too, right? One, like I mentioned, I showed up a little late. I got there around 12 o'clock. Uh, and two, cases were picked through long before I arrived. Uh, and that's the uh, that's the downfall, you know, when you show up late to a show. Um, when, when I first started setting up as a dealer, actually, I should say, even when I first started going even before I set up as a dealer, that was the thing, right? Oh, the, the show starts at 10, get there at like nine or whatever, just try to get in line. So you're kind of the first one through to see what's going on. And the lines used to be pretty long. And, and, and as, you know, COVID permitting, you know, going to some of these shows and we were even wearing masks standing in line and it was, you know, just these massive lines waiting for the doors to open. And then the same with being a dealer, when, uh, you know, I go say you had to run back out to the car or do something and you walk out and you see this massive line, you're like, oh, I know it's going to be a busy day. And you knew as soon as the doors opened up because the noise level went from here to way up here. Right. Because everyone just coming into the room. Um, so, yeah, showing showing up late, you know, it's it's you, you always try to you know, get a good deal, but sometimes, you know, the, the, the cards that you'd have been looking for, I would have been looking for maybe, maybe gone by that time. Um, every raw card, you know, going through, and I talked about trying to buy, um, raw cards to, uh, to get graded. And most of the raw cards I picked through, you know, most of them had issues, right. And, and the prices reflect that. So it wasn't like it was a top dollar card for, you know, something that was either not centered or had, you know, a dimple or a ding or a crease or, you know, something anywhere. So anything I came across just wasn't, you know, nothing, nothing that I could. So that becomes a little disappointing for me because I make the trip and, you know, I talk about wanting to do a lot of grading uh, this year and preparing for grading. And I've, I've got an order now with almost 100 cards that I'm ready to send off to PSA. And FYI, if you're part of the... Uh, you know, the, the, um, the, the member, the may you bought into the membership of PSA, they just announced, uh, 1499 for sports cards. Uh, and it has to be under $250. 
and it's a 10 card minimum, right? So, I mean, I'm almost up to a hundred cards, but I've been stockpiling these cards and I would have sent cards sooner, but I knew a deal was coming. At some point I knew the prices were going to drop down and I figured if I could just keep putting this list together at some point. Um, so some of my higher end cards, I had to drop off and I'll make another, uh, you know, I'll make another order, but that's okay. Because one thing I learned with PSA is that if you're sending a big order in like this, like 70 cards or 100 cards or what I'm doing, um, you know, they say, hey, 65 day return. And sometimes you'll send that in and it'll sit there for 30 days before anyone even starts checking it in. Like they say, hey, it arrived. But before anybody starts checking it in. But if you combine two orders in there and you put one card there that's uh you know that they're guaranteed it's going to be 10 days or 21 days that they have to open it up and they have to check that order and so once they open it up they check it in and i just feel when i do that it gets my order going faster than if i just send a bulk order in with only that single order by itself i i generally see it sit there for a long time before it gets it, it starts moving along, you know, the the the, uh, the grading line, you know, getting checked in and verified and things like that. So I always like to throw maybe an extra one or two orders in there, you know, especially one that's got, you know, a short amount of days. So so I don't mind. I'll throw, you know, whatever it is, $40 or something, you know, for, for uh, 21 days or 28 days or 30 days or whatever. And if I have one, that's a 10 day. If I have like a higher end card I, that I would have sent that way anyways, I'll put that in and, and get that order moving faster. So I know I'm going to get the order back maybe a little faster than if I would just send it by itself. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do on there. And I'm just, I was looking for cards today. Now that I've got this order together and, and I'm counting the days here, you know, there are 65 days. And when I need start needing some of these cards back for some of these shows I'm doing in the spring. So, so my timeline, right. Is very tight right now. So I was hoping maybe I would, I would get a few, uh, I would find a few up there, but it didn't work out, but that's okay. It's my own fault too. If I was, you know, if I really, really was thinking I needed to do that, I should have showed up sooner. Um, I tried to, uh, I tried to work out some other deals on things. Nothing really panned out. Um, I tried to trade some hockey for, for football. Um, and I think the problem is, uh, uh, you know, and especially in this area and I say this and some people agree and some people disagree, but I, I don't think hockey sells very. I know I shouldn't say I don't think I know hockey doesn't sell locally right here very well. So if I put these hockey cards online, they'll sell pretty well because it's got a lot more eyes looking at it. Um, New Jersey hockey cards sell pretty good. Uh, I talked about going to uh, the show at Gillette Stadium that there was a lot of people from Canada that came down. And I'm not so concerned on the hockey. I have a good amount of hockey. Um, that if need be come April, I'll drive up to Toronto Expo like I did last year and, uh, or fly, drive or fly, whatever, uh, and, and just move them all. I don't, I don't mind doing that, but if I could, if, if the, 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 the prices were right and we were trading comp for comp, you know, there's some things that I would look to, to trade into because I'm into my hockey pretty, pretty good. Right. I, I bought that hockey nice and early. So, uh, 
I have a lot of room on a lot of these cards that I, if it made sense for me to make a trade and I didn't have to travel come April or I can be going somewhere else, that's fine too. And I, and I always talk about know the show, right? And I really don't know of many other shows with the hockey and I'm really trying to figure that out, like trying to figure out where, where, where and when the hockey is going to. So like I, I just mentioned again, the Gillette show, right? So there, there's no way for me to know if they had a show there again, if people from Canada would come by the show, was it that time of year? Was it, you know, what, what, what brought them in at that point and, and that particular show, because I do a ton of shows, right. And this was the first time in this area I saw them coming in to buy. So just figuring it out every year, but I'm not so worried because I know these, all, every card I have is absolute liquid come April in Toronto. So I'm I'm not worried like, oh, I got to really, really need to sell these cards quick because the season's here or there. Or there. No, no, I mean, just, I know they're all liquid. I know I could just go up there for one day and I would move every single one of those cards. So I'm okay with that. Uh, and, and I still, believe it or not, there's still, I still have another order with hockey. Not a lot, handful of cards amongst other things, but there's hockey cards in there that are at PS, PSA that I'm still waiting to come back. I think they said it should be back by the end of the month. It's, you know, they have this new thing at P, PSA that gives you like an estimated return. And I think it was like January 26th or something. So, I mean, better late than never on those cards as well. Um, since I sent them in in the summer and I was, <laughs> you know, I was hoping the 65 days would have been 65 days and not, you know, six months or five months to get these cards back. But you know, it is what it is. I saw a lot of basketball, uh, a lot of deals happening with basketball. And I know, and I know there's a, a big market in basketball. And I, and I wish that, uh, I wish I knew more about basketball. I, knew, I wish I was motivated to follow basketball. And, you know, I do hockey and I know a lot of hockey and, and I keep up on what's going on. But there, I think basketball is a lot like hockey. Like if, if hockey was like football and they were just playing you know, as games on the weekends or something like that, I probably would be more into it. Like, like I'd be, could be more focused. And well, when there, there, there's, you know, games on every single night and your team's playing so many more games, you know, hundred and something games, you know, it's just way too much. It's way too, too many games to follow. Um, but growing up with the sport and playing the sport, I like I, I I I can keep up with it without watching every single game, and I can you know get highlights on ESPN and things like that. But basketball, I just never played. I never followed it. I mean, I I, I did like everybody else. March Madness, right? That's the only time of year I'll get in for a few weeks that I really watch. I get to, you know, figure out what teams and who's who. And, you know, I enjoy watching that tournament. But beyond that, I don't do that much with basketball. And, and I know I'm missing out. I mean, I, I clearly I know I'm missing out. And one of the other things people suggested to me, to me is, like, just go back to, you know, the old – guys who aren't playing anymore and figure that out first because that may be easier than trying to stay on top of the, uh, you know, prospecting and people who are playing and what's going on in the league. Maybe at some point, some point I can turn a corner with basketball, but right now uh, it's just not a lane that I'm, I think I need to jump into right now. My, my lane is football. Uh, and and I really, even with football, I become really picky about what I buy to resell in my cases, right? I'm super picky. 
because I, I mean, I've been doing this how many years now and, and, and I can identify other people's stale cards, right? Just cards that I, 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 and I think, I think almost like a rite of passage. I think a lot of us who do this, go through this, like we get these great deals on cards and we're like, wow, this is a comp on this card was this. And I got it for that. I'm so excited. And then you get it and you have it in your case for a while and you realize you can't move it. And you're like, oh man, I got stuck with somebody else's stale card. Right. So, so, you know, as we do this year after year, I think we get better and better identifying stale cards. And I and really, I'm just looking for, you know, cards that liquid cards that that'll move that are not going to be stale that people are going to want. And it was funny. I, I, I was talking to somebody uh, Saturday at the show and I, I hadn't seen it in a while. I said, hey, what are you looking for? He said, anything liquid that I can move within two weeks. Like, that's it. That's, that's, I, I've been stuck with, he said, I've been stuck with so many cards and I've lost a lot of money on so many different cards that all I'm buying are cards that I know are liquid and I can move in two weeks and everything I'm buying, I'm moving in within two weeks. Like that, that's how much he wants to turn his inventory. He wants it churning like that every two weeks, just new cards in there. Just keep, keep, you know, cards in, cards out, that type of thing. That's, that's a little more than I need to do is I, I, I think that's the Walmart. I, I, I talked that like the Walmart mentality where you can do that many cards, right? You can do that if you can make 10, 15, $20 per card and just keep pumping them and pumping and pumping. And that's a lot of work to be doing that where I, I'm, I'm more of a planner, right? I want to plan ahead. I want to get all these football cards now and I, I want to buy them raw, get them raw, uh, have them graded and get them ready for the spring, early summer, and you know the the big push for the national, right? So when I know that these cards are going to be at their highest, I'm okay with making the investment now. And I and I and I've started this year after year after year where I've put the money in and I've taken the money out. And every year at the national, I take a certain amount of money and I put it aside. I go, okay, this is for next year. And that 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 pot keeps growing and growing year after year so i can do more and more and more but it's money it's, it's like an investment money right it's money i put aside it's not money that i'm like oh you know i need to go out and sell some cards because i need some money no that's that's completely an investment and that it'll be paid for the grading and I, they'll come here and i will store them here and when the time is right and the prices are right i will break them out and we'll start moving with them so i'm okay i'm okay doing that i, I don't need to be churning every two weeks because I, i'm not that active online and I, you know i try to hit a lot of shows but i'm not doing that many shows that i can keep turning my inventory over every two weeks uh you know, I heard a lot of stories, you know, at this small show, and I've, I've heard them for, for a while now from people like, you know, from dealers saying, hey, I bought the, you know, you start talking to them about a card and, and it's the same story. Ah, I bought this card at this amount when the comp was here and now the comp is below here. You know, I bought it X amount. Now it's below X amount and I can't go any lower on the, and I'm like, okay, like, I, I I don't know if I used to feel bad for people or I used to make bad decisions. I'm like, I'm, now I'm like, I understand, but there's no way I can buy that card. I've been there. I've done that. And, and I generally, when I get to that point, I sell the card before it dips even more. Right. Why, why, 
why wait for it to go even lower and lose any more money on it or trade out it and just trade out of it into something that has more potential right so as soon as i start hearing that conversation i'm just i'm gone I'm like, goodbye I, I I don't I don't need to to because to, we've all been there we've been all doing this right it's happened to me just just a few weeks ago on a couple of Mahomes cards that I bought and I talked about it on here I'm like wow this car the comp on this card was was a, it was the uh, the red yellow PSA ten I don't remember exactly what episode it was on but I had gone to uh, Mount Kisco show. And and this card, the comp on this card at the time was about eighteen hundred. I got the card at fifteen fifty. Was very excited. Uh, by the time I got to the next show, you know, to 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 comp that card, one had just sold on eBay for fifteen fifty. And I'm like, oh well, now now uh, now I'm at even with this card. Um, it 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 really turns into. That, you know, today's, you know, today, you know, this week's great deal is next week's comp, right? I mean, that's really what it's coming down to on some of these cards. Um, I get a good deal on a card this week. I mean, maybe maybe this guy's got it right. Sell it in two weeks, because but even a week from now, if it that may be the new comp on it, and you have to you have to be okay with that. Like if you're buying a card to sell it, you have to be okay with or be able to pre predict the market a little bit better. But, you know, who knew that on a Mahomes card of all of all people that, you know, those prices would drop, you know, drop like that. So um, and you have to be okay selling the cards too. like say, all right, made a mistake here. Got to move on. You know, I talked about the episode uh, just a few episodes ago. Are we starting to see a thinning of the hobby herd? Um, I think it'll be the dealers. I think that's that's who we're going to start seeing dropping off. Not seeing them get out of the hobby, but just stop setting up, right? Because um, if you don't put the work in, not in today for today, in the, the hobby we're in today, if you do not put the work in, you could you'd be bleeding money at almost every show. Right, it, you have to put the work in. You have to have the contacts. You have to be talking to people. You have to know, you know what's what the outlooks are, what's going on, what's better to buy, what, and and it's a learning experience. And I don't care who you are when you say, "Oh, I know all that. And I have all that." It, it, you're learning more a week later, and a week later, and a week later. I mean, it's just something that you're just continuously building on and learning, uh, and, and it just takes a lot of work takes a lot of work to stay on top of you know being profitable setting up as a dealer uh one of the things uh switching subjects here one of the things you know i want to bring up is uh the prism release of football i bought six prism blasters uh and if it wasn't for this poll and I'll hold it up. It's a CJ Stroud Silver Prism, um, which was a very lucky pull. <laughs> so it wasn't for that pull, I'd have been completely disappointed, you know, opening up the box. You know, I, I a lot of the cards were off-centered. A lot of the cards had dimples on them. A lot of the cards had no... There was no way these cards could grade to tens, 
on these cards that I was pulling out and saying, okay, this, you know, here's a, here's a nice rookie. It's, you know, the orange disco and this and that. And then you start looking at the card and you're like, it's off centered. It's got dim. I mean, just the, the quality control horrible on those cards. And then the cards that are coming out, you know, that you're looking at, um, you know, you get one, you get one prism per box. And one of the boxes I opened up, it was a Brett Favre. I'm like, I mean, Alicia could do is just make it a make it a rookie and like a rookie prism or, you know, make it something that, you know, just Kurt Warner prism, you know, come on. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if we're supposed to get excited about that. I mean, it's like a 50 cent card if that. Um, I went online and I started watching, you know, the, the hobby breaks for the hobby boxes. Um, cause I was thinking, you know, I'm going to jump in, I'm going to jump into some breaks. I hear, you know, I see people saying, yeah, I've got to jump in breaks, you know, prisms out and start getting these great cards and, and holy cow, what a disaster these boxes are. Uh, I can't believe these boxes cost a thousand dollars. I mean, it's, I think they've gone down already. I think at one point they were, they were 1100 or something. And now I see people selling them at like 875. And I mean, I could see why the prices are going to continue probably to drop on it. Um, I mean, it, it is so underwhelming. Uh, and there's no autos in there for Bryce Young, CJ Stroud or Will Levis. I mean, again, I mean, these are Stroud is the guy you want. I mean, he would be the, the home run out of this to get, you know, an RPA of him. And it's, it's not even in the box. Uh, I watched a break last night. Um, had Sam Laporta RPA was the best card in the box, not for a thousand dollars, you know, and not even in, in buying for the breaks, because I mean, if you're going to buy into the breaks, right, what teams are you going to buy in? There's the top three, four or five teams, and then beyond that, you could afford these other teams, but you're just going to be hoping for, you know, non-rookies and and like a, a nice vet card out of there. And I, I mean, I don't know if that's worth, you know, taking the risk on on not buying into like a, a you know, a Detroit Lions, say the Detroit Lions who have who have a number of rookies, you know, including Sam Laporta, right? But if you're going in there to get C.J. Stroud, you're going to pay a ton of money. Which is, I mean, because the, the Texans are the most amount, by far, the most amount of money, and there's not even an auto for him in there. So I don't know. It's just strange. I, I, I just I thought it was a disaster. Um, and I know people are going to push back on on this. I, I mean, I know they are. I can hear it now, Ziggy. Right. I know people are going to message me and say, what are you talking about? This is what you should be doing. But but it, to me, it, it truly feels like a slot machine. Right. You're going to get one lucky winner and a ton of unhappy losers. You know, it's just and, and some people that may make some of their money back. Um, I, I don't think anybody's really going to break even on this. I really don't. I really don't. Or not many people are going to break even. Um the price point on the blasters are starting to look so much better now. You know, I, I, I'm not buying, you know, it's not, it's not like I was buying into like a, a break for Trinity Rodman cards, right. Where these are all cards I'm going to keep and I'm hoping for the best, right. Uh, these are, this is on the business end of it, not personal. Now it's on the business end of it, right. I'm not buying these cards. I'm not acquiring these cards and these players, you know, to keep, I'm, I'm acquiring them to, 
to be able to sell them or grade them or grade and sell them. You know, I'm, I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. Uh, and I think most people in those breaks are doing the same thing. I think they're looking at it the same thing. They want to, they want to hit a card. They want to hit a lottery ticket and they want to go cash it in. Um, but as a dealer, I don't know if it really makes sense for me to, to, to be doing this. I, I mean, I, I've said it before and I, I know my mind because I like the, the, the disappointing part of all this is I really like to rip wax, right? I really like the open boxes. I really like to jump into breaks. I mean, I really would, but I, I, I not if it's doesn't make sense and I'm just bleeding money, right? Uh, better off just buying the card, you know, going, find, finding these cards, raw and buying them and grading them and then reselling them because from a business standpoint you know it can't be pouring all this cash into these breaks and hope for the best because it's it it's i don't know just to me it doesn't make sense even if you say okay business is really good i can take this amount of money and i can drop is it really a really a good decision or am i better off just going going to a show and 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 you know, picking through somebody's singles boxes and just buying those singles and that that look like they'll grade better and send those in, then you know, try try to hit, hit a home run, try to swing for the fences on on a hobby box that I could buy a, I could buy a team and not get one card, like just not even get a card. Uh, doesn't mean I'm not going to buy any you know blasters or megas because I still will. You know, because I know there's going to be cards like, you know, like this CJ Stroud that I pulled. I mean, I know there's going to be cards in there that I'll be able to grade that will come out nice enough. That will be a, a gradable card. But it's just I, I, I get upset because it's disappointing because that, that's a part of the hobby that I really enjoy, that I really like to do. And I have to really control myself and say, you know, don't do that. You know, do this. This just makes more sense to do it this way. And and you know, it's something that I miss doing or I'm going to miss doing. Oh, I have a couple of shows coming up uh, this month. Uh, next Saturday, the 13th, I'm doing the last show uh, in Sea Caucus, New Jersey. So if you're down there next weekend in that area, definitely come by, say hello. I will be set up there. I'm going to have a couple of tables there. I told you I've been putting all this... Uh, Really, for weeks now, I've been putting these boxes together and I keep with the singles just going through and, you know, all these singles that I had put aside. Some of them are going to grading and a lot of them are going to just going to go out in singles boxes. So I I, I, I reserved a, a second table just to put all my singles boxes on. So uh, that should be fun. Uh, and they're all going to be underpriced. Uh, I'm also doing a uh, culture collision in Atlanta at the end of the month, the 26th to the 28th. Uh, I'll be down there with Craig, New York City Sports Cards, and Carmine at Carmine's Cards. Um, looking forward to that one. That'll be a show, a new show. Here's one of my new shows that I said I want to do a couple of new shows a year. So this is going to be my first time doing that show. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And if you're going to be at that one, definitely come look for me. That's all I got for you today. I will be back Thursday with a brand new episode.
I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. <music>